So welcome back to the Hunt Harvest Health Podcast. Today I am in my living room with uh, two friends who traveled over here from Idaho and they are, um, they just installed a sauna in my basement. So uh, Sam's been on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget what podcast it was, but it's back there. You and Joe were on there talking about sauna. Right. And Steve's new to the podcast, but he's part of the team. So why don't, I wanted to talk with you guys because one, I have wanted a sauna my whole life and I finally got one in my unfinished basement. It's very unsexy when it's an unfinished basement. I wish my basement was done and my bathroom was done, but I wasn't willing to wait because I already waited like a year, two years ago. I think I told you that, okay, we're going to remodel right. the basement yeah. and I want a sauna in there and like the measurements and all that. And then... It was just COVID and like everything was so expensive, like building materials were so expensive. And my builder was actually like, you know, we should just wait another year, do a new bid because right now materials are just so expensive. So we never did the basement. Right. Yeah. For, I remember for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, every time I would come across like a crazy deal that we could offer you, I'd be like, Hillary, here's one. I know. You should jump on this. And it just wasn't time, but it was finally time. It and was. uh yeah. and I I kept pushing her to I was like, look, winter's going to be here in a minute and yeah. you're going to be freezing another winter. Like we've got to get you a sauna this year. Yeah, so. and I think what actually pushed me into saying yes because you know, you can always be like, well, that seems like sort of a luxury. I mean, it it is obviously a luxury. I I mean, this the sauna you guys can talk about the sauna you put in and mm -hmm. and what you guys do. That's what I want you to do. But, you know, having a sauna that nice in your home is a luxury. I will say it's a first world problem thing. <laughs> but in a lot of countries around the world, people build saunas into their house. It's part of their lifestyle. It's not considered a luxury, right? right. I know in Bavaria and Germany where I've traveled, in Russia, I mean, having saunas in Finland, in these Northern European countries, like that's just part of their normal health routine. And so having a sauna doesn't seem like a luxury. But here in the States, it right. seems like a luxury, you know, if you have a sauna. But all the research, obviously, that's been coming out for decades. But, you know, recently we know we hear so much about sauna and how good it is for you. And I think this year I just said, yeah, I need to prioritize that was um, I got COVID in 2021. And I had long COVID like all of 2022. Mm -hmm. And... One of the things that really helped me the most was um, at this place in town, they had an infrared sauna at Restore. You know, I go get IVs there and I go get hyperbaric right. oxygen chamber uh, for my fatigue and all that. And they had an infrared sauna. Now, I know I didn't get an infrared sauna. I prefer the real saunas. Like, mm. I love the real sauna and that's what I got. But I would go in this infrared sauna and for like the two or three hours after doing the sauna... That was when I felt like the best. I right. felt normal. I had energy. My fatigue was gone. My muscle and body pain was gone. Um, How often would you do that? Just once a week. Mm -hmm. It was more time-based because when it's not in your home, you have to drive somewhere and do it. You know, you guys own a sauna, like... Yeah, sauna membership studio, studio. Right? So you know, like yeah. you got to drive there. You got to make the time. You got to schedule the appointment. Uh, so for me, it would be like, 
once a week I could get off work, I'd go do my hyperbaric oxygen and then I'd do my sauna and then I'd do one night a week of IVs because you don't want to do your IVs in your sauna supposedly on the same night because mm. you're sweating it out, whatever. But um, even that once a week was crazy. And um, the other thing that happened to me last year that I, I really haven't talked about was, uh, it sounds kind of silly, I know, in vain, but I had Botox in my forehead and I went to a training. Uh, my boss, uh, I do a, a therapeutic injections and a, a, uh, aesthetics for right. face like PRP and all that. And me and my boss talked and there was a gal, uh, gal that a friend of mine as well in Butte and she was training people in uh, Botox injections. So I said, yeah, I, I think I want to go to that just to see what it's all about. I've never had Botox in my life. And so it was a training, which meant everybody was kind of getting worked on, right? You go to a training, there's new doctors, everybody like wants to sign up. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, who doesn't want Botox, right? Who doesn't want your wrinkles <laughs> to go away? You know, this is the big fad. So I got some Botox literally just in my forehead, right between my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I think I got a little bit like on the side of my eyes. I can't remember. And I felt totally fine. And then about five days after I got it, which it takes about five to seven days to kick in, I got like the worst vertigo I've ever had in my life. Oh, no. And then it got worse and worse. And then I had like horrible tinnitus in both my ears, ringing in my ears. And then I literally, the feeling, if anyone's ever had Botox, whether for pain or whatnot or for aesthetics, there is a weird pressure that happens because it's your face is numb. Okay. So you can't actually move your face. I mean, mm. you've seen people that have had lots right. of Botox. Yeah. They, they can't move their eyebrows. You think you're moving your eyebrows. You're like, I'm moving my eyebrows. And Ryan <laughs> be like, aren't moving. you are not moving your eyebrows. I'd be like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and But there's a weird pressure in your face. So every morning I would wake up, it was like as if something was sitting on my face mm. and I couldn't lift my head up. And so every morning I'd have to get over that. And of course, you know, they're like, we've never seen this before, blah, blah, blah. And then I started going down the rabbit hole of botulism toxin, oh. which I should have known better. I, I don't know why, but everyone does it. I mean, I have so many women patients that do Botox. They've done them for years. Never had anybody tell me mm. about this. They love it. You know, you look younger or whatever. So at least to say I did not end up doing Botox injections for people. I was like, <laughs> no, I won't be doing that. And But I for like five or six months, I had this pressure in my head and I would go do the sauna. So I started reading and you cannot detox Botox supposedly from your body. What happens when you inject it in the muscles of the face, you just inject it subcutaneously and what it does is it stops acetylcholine production in the nerve fibers. Mm -hmm. So it paralyzes the muscle. That's how it works. And, um, but if you inject it like in a vessel or you inject it, like you, you could never detox it. And it's the like worst neurotoxin on the planet. Mm. Right. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> a great idea. A horrible, whatever. So, um, it took me about five or six months to get over it, but I started reading about, okay, could I detox? What are the things I could do to like increase the rate of getting rid of it? Cause I just felt so horrible with it. So I started going to the infrared sauna more. And again, like after the sauna, 
that's when I would feel the best. Mm. Like the pressure in my face would go away. The ringing in my ears would go away. So I knew my body was like eliminating right. something, right? And then, um, so the sauna really, really helped with that, with the detoxification. So um, that was a weird side note. But I mean, my face looked great. People would be like, you'd be like, <laughs> you look amazing. You look so young and stuff. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, and I feel horrible. Like you know, yeah, I would tell I can't people. Move my face. <laughs> I would just tell. I just tell women like, you know, with the Botox stuff. It. I mean, it is toxin, and um, I guess for beauty, women will do just about anything for beauty. You know what I mean? But I kind of learned my lesson with that. Um, but I love the sauna. So. Yeah. Anyways, why don't you guys tell <laughs> us a little bit about what you do again, Sam and well, Steve? Yeah, I can. <laughs> So how we got into sauna is, uh, I I think it must have been five, six years ago, a Rogan podcast mm -hmm. talking about all these health benefits and this, and then I just started reading. And then I started using sauna and feeling the benefits of a lot of stuff, anti-inflammatory stuff, this, that, the other thing, because I had lots of weird nagging injuries from sports and whatnot. And um, then once I moved to Idaho, I met Joe, and so... Joe was in the sauna industry from the business side of it. He had been like head sales guy for several national sauna companies for a long time. So he had been selling saunas, had a sauna, and once in a great while he would use his sauna, mm. but not often enough. And, you know, and I was like, Joe, you have a sauna, use the sauna. But then I think we just kind of brainstorm business ideas of building a sauna studio kind of either drop-in base or membership base and we're both kind of like throw caution to the wind type of people when it comes to is <laughs> like oh that's a good idea why yeah. is no one doing it because no one does anything so let's do it <laughs> so we decided to and then we wrote got steve in on it and um basically we just emptied all of our pockets in our banks and said we're going to build a business because we think it might work and so we built Heat Praxia in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is our sauna cold plunge studio, and it's doing really well. And um, and Joe, coming from the sauna sales side, um, said we we need to design our, our our come up with our own company that does custom design, build, install saunas because we can use our sauna studio as a showroom. People will come if they don't live near us then we will market them to come and build a sauna at their residence. Wow. And so it kind of became this synergistic business idea. So we named that company Northwest Custom Sauna. And so, um, but immediately we start getting inquiries from San Diego and Utah and Arizona and all over the U.S. And people are like, oh, I guess you only do the Northwest. And we're like, no, we'll build a sauna anywhere. And so then we started thinking, well, maybe we should change our name before we're too far into this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we uh, brainstormed ideas and we are right now in that transition phase of rebranding Northwest Custom Sauna to Symmetry Sauna. And, and soon you'll probably see this name everywhere. We're going we're gonna to blast it to high heavens and... Good. Yeah. I see your, you guys have all your, yeah, your, your swag on. I like it. Yeah. I like the logo <laughs> and you guys yeah. have it on the front of my sauna down there. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we, uh, take all your videos. Right. That's right. You'll symmetry see symmetry sauna. sauna. That's right. And so, yeah, we do, I mean, we do everything from like your sauna that we built is a modular sauna. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a kit that 
basically the walls are kind of pre-built, mm-hmm. you know, and then that kit comes flat packed and we can build it up in basically a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do everything from there to some people want the most elaborate, crazy design, you know, um, and so Steve, super good at computer 3D renderings and all of that. So based on what they want, their measurements, their dimensions, and then, you know, they send us a wish list of everything they could have mm. in a sauna. Maybe it's a Himalayan salt wall. Maybe it's a stone wall. Maybe it's this or that. He does all the 3D renderings. We send them that for final design. And then that's when they either get the good news or the bad news, which is how much this is going to cost right. to actually build at your residence. But um, so we've, you know, we've done everything from six, $7,000 sauna builds up to $100,000 sauna builds now. And, you know, and money is totally relative to some people. A hundred thousand sauna is like 10 bucks to me. Yeah. Um, to other people, it'd be like, what the heck? Why would anyone <laughs> ever spend that on a sauna? I was yeah. like, cause he's got a lot of money and he wanted it. So, right. um, and, and then like you said, the, I think the knowledge of the health benefits of sauna, it, it's it's just steamrolling right now and cold plunge. Right. So we also, you know, sell cold plunge systems along with our saunas. And that's, it's almost getting to the point where when we sell a sauna, we sell a cold plunge with it now. Cause well, people we've are already had that both. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need a cold plunge now. Right. My trough out in the front yard works, but in the winter, I mean, I guess it could work in the winter. I just go out there and crack that's the right, ice. Right. So, you know, you, you can make your own cheap, uh, sure. you know, yep. cold plunge, but now there's all these like new filtered, <laughs> <Right>? ozonated, <laughs> makes yeah, ice. It yeah. does. We looked at yeah. ice machines right. and we were like They're for our summits expensive. and we were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> these are crazy expensive. But I think for sure I could see the benefit of having both. Right. And, 100%. uh, you know. The other thing is just like getting older, you know, and, and I noticed that the cold plunge does a lot as well for so many different aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I could see, I, I definitely will be looking into once I get my basement probably figured out. Yeah, I know. I, when I saw it, I love having cold plunge available also to yeah. do just kind of rounds however long and then a minute or two in the cold back into the heat, back in the cold. And like you said, when you're done with that, not just physically, I mean, physically, that's probably the best I ever feel. Like your body feels very loose. Everything feels good. But then mentally for a long time after that is Mm -hmm. when you really feel just very level and like Mm -hmm. you're thinking very clear. And so, you know, and Obviously, you can go look up all the studies that are done on all of this stuff, but there's very clear reasons why, you know? Yeah, You're I mean, cold is increasing dopamine, right. yeah, for sure, for yeah. that focus and clarity, and it lasts kind of, it's long-lasting. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I think, even more long-lasting than, like, medications and stuff, so right. it's giving you that yeah. that natural focus benefit, mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. Yeah, so, I cool. mean, yeah, that's that's kind of how we, who we are and how we got into this anyway, but it's, it's as you guys, as I mean, as you guys know, building a business from nothing to trying to get it to become, you know, a, a thing that actually pays you is an interesting ride. It's a journey, right? It's like, yeah. and that's kind of where we're getting now is it's getting more and more exciting. Like we might actually one day 
get a paycheck from this. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? Um, yeah, <laughs> not here for the money. No, but yeah, I mean, never there yeah, for the money. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, because we we do have a couple pretty huge deals in the works right now. That if those go through, that that will give us just such a platform to launch so much nationwide marketing and stuff. So, okay. you know, we're hoping and praying, but it looks yeah. like those things are going to happen. So, so I think for me, you know, always the question is, and I, I do get this from, um, hold on, I got to, hold on, probably my batteries, <laughs> my phone's going to die. So we can't talk to like, yeah, for hours. That's all right. Um, I think the biggest thing too, is that, you know, when people, um, what was I going to say? Shit. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Don't do Botox, people. Don't do Botox. <laughs> yeah, that That's for sure. I'm, don't I'm gonna, do Botox. Gonna, I need um, to call and cancel my appointment right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was... <laughs> it was about... Uh, I guess it'll, it'll come back to me. I forget what it was. Something... What were you talking about, about building business? That? Was it? About... Yeah. Um... um Wow, that's really bad. A couple deals, marketing launch. Um, we need a cold punch so we can report. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need a cold punch now. <laughs> okay, it'll come back to me. Okay. So, Steve, why don't you yeah. tell me about yourself? Yeah. Shoot. Well, um, I'm the guy with the tools. Yeah. Okay. That's why they brought me along. Um, <clears throat> I guess quickly, this is all Montana family here. Yeah. Um, I came out to Bozeman because I was a skier. Oh. So wow. I'm like a hubcat. And, uh, cool. So I, uh, me too. I did commercial photography for a long time, so I did all kinds of different stuff. So doing uh, the woodworking stuff was part of it. Always trying to rig things up, and then obviously computer side design and, and all these digital programs. And so when it was time to do, I, Sam roped me into the sauna thing. You know, I think he heard it from from Rogan. He told me I was like, okay, man, I want to do like a sauna. So that's how I got into that. Mm. Um, and then uh, I just followed Sam. He, he tests everything. He's the one who buys all the bows and tells me to buy this one. I don't, yeah. I don't need to go through the process. I'm, I am. A thousand yeah. Exactly. I'm literally the guinea pig on everything. And then whatever is awesome, I sell to everyone. So That's good. I noticed I, I, I'm shooting the same bows as your husband. And so is he. Mm. And so, yeah. PSE? Yeah. Yeah. Is Ryan why would shoot uh, Day 6 as well? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We've been with day six for a number of well, years. We, now. we got into day six, I think, because I was actually through Aaron Schneider on Kafaro and yeah. whatnot long ago when he long was part ago, of that. Yeah. And then, but Steve and I, well, through me, I reached out to Brian Broderick, the owner of day six. Yep. And I was like, Hey, my buddy is a commercial photographer. One of the best in the U S we I'll have him take pictures of your arrows and broadheads. If you'll send us free stuff. Yeah. And so oh. all of the, all the, awesome pictures you see on of, of day six on the website instagram that's all steve all those really cool pictures so we ended up getting lots of arrows and broadheads which was amazing yeah, right so yeah <laughs> exactly thanks brian we pre yeah, appreciate no, your support we've been ryan's <laughs> been not we <laughs> like i i say we because i'm the one that manages the back end of the business yeah. but ryan's been with day six for we were with kudu point ryan was using right. kudu points right. very early on and then we moved over to day six and i think you know ryan's whole thing is like relationships so right. i think him and brian established a relationship 
and then he was using their stuff and then he was like yeah i kind of like this so and they're great you know they do they give us stuff for giveaways at our summits we're always giving arrows away and broadheads and they um have always supported us so that's cool yeah i like their stuff it's awesome but oh yes this is your guy no i always need that oh Hey. He found his way in. My dog, <laughs> such a he's, dog. He's like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think, and, and this is what I, <laughs> this is what I remember earlier. I forgot to say. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with sauna and like trust, because I know that when I was working in the spa industry and I went to Europe, Austria had just passed these rules that any sauna within a house or a hotel or anywhere they had to have all non-cancerous glues Mm -hmm. they this was like 2012 and they had passed um this law and they had given like businesses about a year or so to remove anything because they had found out that all these glues and stuff that were in these saunas were causing cancers and so they because spa is such a big deal in their culture to kind of put these parameters up. And I think here in America, I feel like it's always like the wild, wild west. And you don't maybe even know what you're getting. So you the case with modular songs. So the one we yeah. downstairs is almost no adhesives. Um, so anything we supply is going to be very, very low. Obviously, all of our uh, all of our custom stuff is just stick by stick. So There's no, no glue or adhesive. Very, yeah, very low glue. The, the the Wild West, the dangerous stuff is in the infrared market. And there right. there are two or three what I would call really, really good infrared companies that are making, one, low EMF because those infrared heat panels, some of the cheaper ones will emit super high EMFs. Right. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're still young in EMF studies and what it's going to do to you. But it seems to be really bad things. And we carry around cell phones and we're surrounded by internet all the time. But why would you sit in a heated up box that's just emitting high EMFs in a very concentrated area? And a lot of the cheap saunas. So this is why, you know, sometimes people call us. They're like, hey, I want a sauna, blah, blah, blah. What's the cheapest I can get? And we're like, well, you're you're probably in the eight to 10,000 range. And they almost faint. They're like, well, I saw one for, you know, twelve ninety nine at Costco. Right. And I'm like... Yeah, but you're going to die using it. I mean, it's the stuff in there. There's a reason it's so cheap. Um, Like you said, the super toxic glues and the the EMFs that those infrared panels are putting off. So we do. Is there nobody who regulates that in this country? It's not regulated in the U.S., no. Mm. And so it's basically you have to look at third-party testing or do your own independent testing. Mm. So we have access to a lot of that third-party testing for infrared saunas. And we're not anti-infrared sauna. Uh, infrared sauna does does a great thing. It just needs to be a very high quality one. So what we're doing now is, you know, we're we're developing on our custom side. Some people want both, so we've developed saunas where we can put a traditional heater like the one you have downstairs yeah. in, your, in your new sauna, and then also some some of the infrared panels in there. So you're kind of getting the very best. We yeah. call those like a hybrid sauna or whatever. Um, and then we can do just infrared saunas, but we'll we'll just import the very best infrared panels that are the lowest EMF that's been third party tested, and so we can actually verify that stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, also developing our own modular, 
Oh. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I just, um, I know that the U.S., it just seems like there's so many, uh, there just isn't enough, like, quality control over right. things, you know, yeah. especially, especially in the capitalistic culture of, like, okay, everybody has a business, everybody can do things, and some people are going to try to cut costs, you know, on things like this, I imagine the cost is expensive right. to build it, right? Right. And so, how do we cut those costs? And, um. And then a lot of people don't know the difference. You know, they hear sauna is good for them, and so they just want a sauna. Right, exactly. And they don't really even know that infrared, like they don't know anything about the EMFs or, you know, what is even the difference between an infrared and a, a traditional sauna. Right. Um, and maybe you can talk to that a little bit, the difference. Oh, the, I mean, the, yeah. yeah, the difference. <laughs> so the, let's start with the negatives. The one negative we have on infrared saunas is the majority of them only get up to 140 degrees, 150 degrees, mm -hmm. whereas every long-term sauna study that's ever been published is done at like 165 degrees or higher. So most infrared sauna companies, they, they're not producing anything that really gets hot enough to even say for sure it's giving you the same benefits that are touted on all these studies, mm -hmm. whereas... Um, a traditional sauna, if you have the right heater in there, typically, you know, you can easily get 165, but upwards of 200 degrees. Um, so at that point, we know that your body's producing the heat shock proteins, flooding your system with that, which are going around and healing you from all precancerous cells, all sorts of things are right. great things are happening. Um, what the infrared does is, is it's supposed to penetrate you a little bit differently kind of like a microwave cooks from the inside mm -hmm. out instead of the outside in so it penetrates in a little deeper the heat and supposed to be and i think it is really good for anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. but in all of our own experiences traditional sauna does the same thing like it's really good for anti-inflammatory and really good for healing everything so like like when we built our sauna studio heatpraxia we could have put anything in there in the world. We could have done infrared. We could have done hybrid. We could have done traditional. We went 100% traditional saunas because we believe in the high heat is the best healing effect we're going to have. Um, but yeah, if I, I would never steer anyone, we, we do have a lot of people like we, I want infrared and I'm like, then right. you should get a good infrared sauna and use it because that's, I mean, that's going to do great, great things for you too. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I've always enjoyed the real ones, so I'm kind of excited about that. I do think, too, the infrared allows people to stay in there longer. Maybe that's part of it. Like, it doesn't get so hot, so you can yeah. sit in there longer. Yeah, I, I don't even going, like I was saying, when I was going for the COVID and for this stuff, like, I... I think it was a 30 minute or maybe it was a 45 minute. It's a 45 minute sweat. Sometimes I wouldn't even start sweating till like right. I was almost yeah. done. <laughs> no, that that's my experience too. Yeah. Now, I guess some people sweat a lot, so they're going to sweat much quicker. Right. But I think obviously you can stay in there for a much longer time without having to get out. So and we so. do believe it's a, the value to that, the way of the infrared heats you. Um, but because we also believe so strongly in what the high temperature does for you, that's what we're developing. Making sure that it's getting that 170 degrees or higher. So mm -hmm. you get both the sweat and the infrared. 
Yeah, so the Symmetry Infrared Sauna that we're going to release pretty soon will be, obviously, you know, we're biased. We think it's going to be the best infrared sauna on the market, but it's going to be, yeah, it's going to get 170 or higher, which will be, I think there's probably two other companies that make a, an infrared that will get those heats, right. which, um, but I, I love the idea too of the hybrids. Like if you really want infrared, okay, let's put infrared panels in there, but let's put a traditional heater in there also to get so you're getting just the best of both. Why not? If yeah, you if you love the infrared, first one yeah. Is you could do either or. It's going to be primarily infrared, um, but a less space for the traditional heater, and there's double bunks with most of the people that have. So it'll be set up to either be hybrid or either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got. Um, we have access to an infrared sauna and it, it's, it's a good one. It gets 168 or something like that. But after saunaing regularly in a sauna, that's, you know, 190 to 200. And then I get in that 160 to 170. And yeah, after a half an hour, I'm like, okay, I'm just starting to beat up a sweat. <laughs> Whereas, um, Coming down here to build your sauna, we stayed at Bozeman Hot Springs, and they have that giant sauna there, yeah. which is a traditional sauna, and it is a cooker. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the hottest sauna I've ever been in, and I mean, within two or three minutes, it just sweat dripping, and I was like, I could only stay in for about 10 minutes at yeah. a time, and then I would get out and cold plunge and then go back in, but yeah, they have a really cool sauna at Bozeman Hot Springs. It's a neat one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like we said, there's lots of dudes in there. Oh yeah, it's it all, is. There's chicks too, but yeah. there's lots of dudes all talking about their biohacking. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was the 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 first night there was a. It's group like of all like, a bunch of tattooed, thirty yeah. <laughs> something dudes talking about everything they do to biohack themselves, and I'm just like. We're, Name yet? Are they Roganites? Uh, Roganites, oh, or I yeah. guess, or I guess. Ben, yeah, Ben Greenfieldanites. Ben it's like Greenfield. a yeah. I mean, yeah. Ben Greenfield <laughs> is the original. Yeah, biohacker. he's the biohacker. Come on, right. he's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got some, yeah. but I don't think he has enough to qualify for the full on. Yeah. like I know I don't have a tattoo, and I just feel so out of places. I go in places, I'm like, geez, I don't have a tattoo. I feel all the shorts. Ryan's like, we're unicorns now <laughs> our yeah, older daughter yeah. was like when i turn 18 i'm getting a tattoo here and a tattoo and that and ryan's just like well you're not going to be original anymore that's a bummer <laughs> it's so true though it's like if you if you i think i saw a guy uh, sometimes i watch like ufc fighting yeah. there was a fighter with no tattoo and i was like look at that that's <laughs> freaking amazing that's the only guy he must yeah. be Mormon. He's a yeah. He's a pure skin. Like I yeah, know. Exactly. Well, I think it's just. Yeah. Um, it's I just think it's culture. just become so normal, and you know, it's kind of become like an art form. You know right. how, like in the eighties, we used to like you pierce your ears like ten times, or right. like what I don't know. Where it's kind of a I don't want to say body mutilation, but it's like you're doing something and it's artistic. And I was at the uh, store the other day buying a rug or something and the girl was helping me and she had this amazing flower on her arm i mean it was like the artists are amazing oh yeah like the really tattoo good. artists i was like that is amazing where'd you get that and she's like oh yeah blah 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 but i i think but it's commitment like to me i can't i'm not that committed to anything well the things if i like, like i decided. 
I sure. haven't decided what my commitment right. is. Well, it's to because it. you and I are old enough now, Hillary, to realize. I mean, you you were a, in the '80s, a teenager yeah. like me, right? Think of the things you were really into in the '80s, and had I had that tattooed on my chest, <laughs> right? And I would look now and be like, "Oh, you're a moron." And then the things I was even into 15 years ago, I I'm know. like, I don't even do that anymore. You yeah. know, some of it. Right. Yeah. How amazing oh. would that have been? Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, when's the last time you played volleyball? Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> well, anymore, I just think like, yeah. um, I just think I see where people spend their money. You know, when you see their tattoos, you see how intricate they are. Mm. You see all the color. Right. You see like, I mean, it's expensive. I have patients well, I, I, who are tattoo artists <laughs> and they're just like. do is try to sell a big screen TV on Craigslist. Get all kinds of offers for trading for tattoos. <laughs> oh, really? Tattoo, just try to oh, but I don't you think it's so funny? Sell. Like, this is what's so funny about these things is like, people first started getting, you know, their personalized tattoos to stand out, to be different. Right. But now it's super hard to find anyone under the age of 40 without full body tattoos. And I'm like, none of you look different anymore. You just all look the same. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. We're unique exactly. now. Right. You're, yeah. But it's, it's a, yeah, I always think too, um, you know, you do get older, your skin gets older. Right. Things sag. Yeah, exactly. Things don't look the same. But remember old people yeah. now, like I'm 50, Old people, <laughs> when we were teenagers, those were those were their their twenties. Oh yeah, right. So they were exactly. getting tattoos. That's when mm -hmm. people were getting tattoos. So now they're sixties. Now they're sixties. And <laughs> that's my whole goal with this. This is the natural Botox, right? Right. It's gonna make everything beautiful and young without paralyzing your face and uh, making you sick. Yeah, I've I've kind of lost hope on uh, reversing my age. But I was hoping Sana would do it. But here I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, no, you're still old. You <laughs> you were a you were a beach. Aren't you a yeah. beach volleyball? I was surfer yeah, for, guy for 25 straight years. I was in the sun daily. Yeah, and and I wore sunscreen twice. So I just I did not wear sunscreen. Right. Well. You know, and now it's like the sunscreen that was available was probably pretty bad for your skin anyway. Yeah. So I'm like. And so I'm like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not, well, I, when I'm 70, I don't think, I think it'd be weird to look 40 when I'm 70. Well, like, men can get away with this right, though. That's true. Like, have you seen Ryan? Yeah. He, yeah. he, if he shaved his face, he'd look like he was 30. Right. But yeah. he won't do that. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's had, you know, he worked in Alaska for years. Right. He has the fisherman face. Yeah. He's had that since he was like in his 30s, his eyes right. and stuff. And his dad is even worse, but his dad's out on his fishing boat all the time. And um, But there's something about men. You get that gray hair. We you look get distinguished. Those yeah, yeah, you get the wrinkles. <laughs> it's this weird distinguished thing, right? Like older men are actually sort of idolized. They have this right. look to them. Older women, right? Women are told like you need to not age, don't get wrinkled, always look young, always yeah. look young, do Botox, like make sure that you always look like your skin is perfect. Like even you know anything you see on social media that's directed at you is all about your how you look. And so I think that women obviously get sucked into that way more. And 
when women tend to look at men. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think when women look at men, they don't. It's just a different perception. Like I I don't look at Ryan and go like, "Oh, you got wrinkles and look old. You you need to do some work." I look at him like, "Oh, you've aged really good," but like that's kind of normal. And I don't. I think it's just culture. I don't think necessarily men look at women and go. Oh, look at all your wrinkles. You're no, getting old. Right. I mean, any guy, I mean, the only people that should matter are the people that you're with, yeah, right? Like exactly. if Ryan said that to me, like, yeah, you better get Botox. <laughs> okay. That'd be different. <laughs> I'd right, be like, exactly. excuse me. But you know, I think sun exposure and I grew up here, I grew up in the Rockies and I got a ton. I mean, we used to lay out at the ponds with oh, like yeah. baby oil yeah, on I used to when do I was 18. And it'd be a 60 degrees. Now, granted, it'd be 60 <laughs> degrees out and the sun was out. So we'd be like laying yeah. out there in our bikinis. <laughs> but, um, and then skiing, you know, I kind of have permanent sun damage right. on my nose from skiing. Um, but I lived in Seattle for 25 mm-hmm. years and half the year, it's literally dark. Right. It's yeah. like a rainforest and it's dark. So I just tell people that that's my skincare regimen. I, I lived in like, the dark rainforest for twenty five years. Preserved your skin so a lot, helped. probably, yeah. But even just living here, it's so dry. There's right. no humidity anywhere in the north here, unless yeah. you're in Seattle. Yeah. Um, it's so dry, so your skin just ages faster. Yeah. And you don't have to be careful. But I'm definitely down on the sunscreen stuff. Right. The sunscreen, most of it's just toxic, you know. And your your skin is your biggest excretory um, organ. It's right. also your biggest organ for um absorbing stuff right so all that chemicals you're putting on your body yeah. uh i think a few wrinkles is better than just you know obviously skin cancer but if you get skin cancer checks right and you know yeah you know and you got a few wrinkles i think that beats just slathering yourself in like chemicals see told you steve yeah i mean steve looks like he's about 20 years old yeah though, steve so. looks young if steve yeah. shaved that beard off he would literally <laughs> look like he's 20 yeah he doesn't have a wrinkle on his face i don't know how old you are but though, he's so. old for what 47 46 wow. like, oh sorry 46 you got yeah you got yeah. some good genetics yeah yeah you yeah. got the bad genetics. no <laughs> thanks hill i'm just kidding <laughs> Sam, yeah. you don't look that bad. You just look like you were in the sun a lot. I was outside a lot. But you're a yeah. man and it looks good on you. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You're like. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a, that, I mean, this is a thing I notice is. Let's fat shame the world, shall we? No. Is uh, <laughs> well, no, let's be but, careful. I don't want to get no, canceled. No, I, no. But what what I noticed, like even being at Bozeman Hot Springs or yeah. da- down at the lake in Coeur d'Alene in the summer, is the percentage of what I would call obese or really heavy people has just skyrocketed. It's insane. Yeah. And I'm like, it's. And so when I see like when I see an older fellow or an older lady, what I would call you know, late forties, 50, 60, who's still really fit. I'm always like, yes, good job. You fought you. And really it's just fighting our culture. Our culture says, eat whatever you want, do whatever you want, you know, and, and just, we're supposed to be super overweight and heavy and lazy in America. And, um, that is depressing to me. Like, but you know, there's some guys at my gym, like there's a couple guys, I, I do CrossFit once in a while. And, there's one guy, he must be 73 years old and he is so fit. 
he's just, you can tell, he just kept moving his whole life. And he's still doing all sorts of lifts and deadlifts and running and biking. And I'm like, man. So I, I, saw I talked some... to him. I'm like, what do I need to do? He's like, just don't stop. Just, just don't, don't stop. ever stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw some posts last night on Insta about like some guy said, my 78-year-old dad plays on the floor with my kids. And the only reason I can attribute that to is I've literally, my dad has worked out every single day of my entire life. Right. And he's just flexible. He can move. And whereas most people his age are like, can barely get up right. off the couch and have yep. horrible balance and stuff. And that is, that's, I think the truth about movement is that, you know, the other thing is because we have poor food because we have obesity, because we have so much rampant inflammation, uh, we have so much stress, uh, perceived stress, we sit way too much. Right. Uh, we have a lot of pain in our bodies. People have a lot of pain. And then there's this vicious circle of the more pain you have, the less you want to do. And then the less you do, the more pain you get. Right. Now, obviously, activity, if you're going out and running 5K and you have a bad hip every day, like, you're probably causing yourself more pain. But you know that when you get in better shape and you get more active, typically, if you're not overdoing it to the to some extreme point, you actually feel better. Oh, you feel stronger yep. and your pain does get better. Now, overuse injuries are one thing, right? Like you're right. a professional athlete, like skiing, right? Like me, um, what did I do? That's important. Really nothing. Probably <laughs> sitting. <laughs> <laughs> but like I oh yeah yeah the oh, swimming in college, injury I yeah. swam and hurt my shoulder and I hate swimming now um I can't ever I can't I mean I did bodybuilding competitions oh, that's but right. I only yeah. did that for a couple but I will tell you when I did that at for, when I first started my trainer so I lost a bunch of weight I don't even know how we got on this topic but here we go I lost a bunch of weight after the birth of my first daughter and she was almost two uh, she wasn't, yeah, she was almost two and I got pneumonia. So she got a really oh, bad no. cold. She's a baby, right? They get sick. And I was so run down. I was still breastfeeding. Like I was working. Um, I was an older parent, let's say, and I got sick from her and then I got pneumonia and then I was really run down and then I lost a bunch of weight. Like I couldn't keep weight on. That was uh, uh, most people listening to this are like, shut up. I hate <laughs> yeah, you. Right. But like I couldn't keep weight on. So I was losing weight and I was, I was like losing lean muscle mass. So when you see somebody who's losing weight yeah. and they're already thin, they're losing lean body mass, right. which is not, not healthy, good. Not, not good. good for your bones, not good for your right. brain, not good. So I was losing lean body mass and probably cause I needed to quit breastfeeding and I was kind of a type A high stress person. I didn't eat enough food to carry. I was just always going, going, going. So I had this, like, I just felt horrible. And my friend at the time was a professional natural bodybuilder. Mm. And he was a good friend of mine. And he saw me, we went to lunch or something. And he was like, you look like bleep. What the heck is <laughs> wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I had pneumonia. I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm not sleeping. My daughter was up like every two hours for like the first two years of her life. So I was sleep deprived. And uh, he's like, you need to start exercising. Mm. And at that time I was like, yeah, no, I have zero energy for exercise. I, I, there's no way I can start like doing it. I could do a little bit. I go for walks or whatever, but I can't really, I don't have time. He's like, no, you need to start weight training. And 
and whatever. I should have known better. I was a physician for God's sake, but I made all these excuses. <laughs> and then he approached me a couple of weeks later and he said, I have this deal for you. Why don't you do a bodybuilding competition? I was like, what? Dude, I just told you I don't even have time to exercise now. I'm going to be like a bodybuilder. <laughs> he says, well, you have the body type and you don't have a lot of weight. You don't have weight to lose, which is what most gals have to do. Oh, yeah, they have to cut down. Put on they got to lose a bunch of fat. Yeah. They got to cut down. I just got to put on a bunch of muscle. And he said, I'll help you. I'll create a program for you. And I am like a goal-oriented person. So without a goal, nah. I'll do it. Right. And I think that's the other thing with skinny fat people. Skinny fat people can also make a ton of excuses, just like very overweight people, because you think, well, I'm not, I'm not overweight. I don't need to exercise. I don't need to do it today. I'll be fine if I don't do it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not overweight, but exercise gives you lots of other benefits, just like sauna besides like lose, just being, being skinny, right? Like having muscle mass, having your brain work better, sleeping better at night, like your mood is better, um, all those things. So I said, fine, whatever. I said, but I don't even want to think about it. I don't have energy to think about it. He said, I just want to plan and I'll just do it. So he said, great. So he put me on this supplement plan. He put me on this diet plan. And then he's like, okay, you got to lift like five days a week or something. And I remember the first two to three weeks, I would take the supplements and there was lots of B vitamins and stuff in there. So I could tell I was deficient and stuff. Like my heart would race. Mm. I'd feel sick. He was making me drink protein powder. I was like, Ugh, gross. <laughs> and I had to eat like five times a day or something. And I was eating maybe two times a day before that. I was like, I can't eat all this food. This is impossible. I can't do this. He's like, just shut up and just do it. And then I was like, oh, my heart's racing. Every time I go to the gym, I can't do it. He's like, is it the supplement? Is something wrong? He's like, no, you're just seriously out of shape. Like you, and then I had horrible like muscle pain for right. a couple weeks. And, and then funny, like after about four weeks, all of a sudden I started one sleeping better at night. Mm -hmm. And when I started sleeping better at night, my daughter started sleeping better at night. Interesting fact. And then I started getting hungry. Because when you're a type A adrenaline-driven person, you tend to not get hungry. Mm. You, you kind of well, you're eating up your lean, you're <laughs> eating up your lean body mass, right? So, and you're running on adrenaline, and so you tend to be—that's what I call adrenaline dominant person. You tend to be adrenaline dominant. You're very driven. You're kind of type A. You're going, going, going. The next thing you know, it's been ten hours. You haven't eaten any food. Steve, so mm. what Steve yeah. does. So I'm the same way, right? <laughs> like. And I started noticing I was getting hungry. I was eating five times a day. And every three hours, I was actually getting hungry. My body was like, okay, time to eat. Time to eat. Whereas like the first two or three weeks, I literally felt like I was gorging constantly, even though I was just eating my macros like I was supposed to for building. And then like in a, two months, I, I mean, I felt so good and I was lifting, and then as I increased my weight, and I was putting muscle mass on, and those, that six months where I was doing that, like, I felt so good. Mm -hmm. And the diet's really clean. You're not eating gluten. Right. You're not eating dairy. You're not um, doing any alcohol. You're not doing any sugar. Your diet is so clean. And I just felt amazing. 
I felt amazing. I put a bunch of muscle on. I could have, before I competed, I could have done more, but I had these goals of I was going to do these two shows. And I did them and I got like second in the first one and third. But I was in the old lady division. I was in the over 35 division. We need our assistant. Aren't all assistants named Jamie? Jamie, yes. pull, can you pull, pull up a picture? I've actually seen I've seen the pictures. Uh, when my husband wants to piss me off, he posts that picture yeah, he posted of me one. in my I bikini. Saw it, and you were just shredded to the bone. I was like, oh my God, and look that, at Hillary. So I, I just remember though, like in the beginning, how horrible I felt, right. how sick I felt, how uncomfortable I felt, how much my body hurt. And I didn't have... 40 pounds to lose, right? So I did have something going for me. Whereas people that got to lose that, they have to do an extra hour of cardio a day. Like I didn't have to do cardio. My trainer was like, you do 20 minutes of cardio twice a week. That's it. Mm. Because you can't lose any more weight. You have to keep your muscle mass on. And um, I was already burning because based on my adrenaline dominant personality, I'm already burning calories just sitting here. Right. Because my brain's like, right. You know how that is, right? <laughs> so, um, but I would say that in the beginning, it just seems so tough. But if you stay consistent and you, and you have a plan, you know, you have a process and I had a process. I was lucky. Somebody that could kind of babysit me through that horrible piece. And I guess that's what I do with patients too. You know, you start something new, they hate it. They feel horrible. They got this problem. They got that problem. They got this excuse. And it's just like, you can do this. We can, right. we can figure, let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's, you know, but still like just having support gets you through that. And then I remember just like two or three months in, I was like, damn, this is like the best I've ever felt. Yeah, I was sleeping amazing. I was gaining muscle. And, and so, um, I think that with anything new, there's trauma. But what I see in our culture is like getting started, you know, um, is your wife here? Yeah. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, the dogs are going to all go crazy. So now you're going to get all your people on sauna, and then their entry into that is going to be a little easier. Yeah, so I, I was saying that I think the sauna is a good starting point for a lot of people because when you go in there, either where you've got weight to lose or you've got muscle to put on or whatever it is, the toxic buildup that we have, I guess this was this whole conversation right, was getting right. to, is that whether you're working out consistently or not working out consistently, like working out helps you move toxins. Like our culture is so toxic. Toxic, yeah. Our food supply is so right. poisoned. And you see that in, in what you're seeing, what you just said. It's so poisoned. Yeah. People don't even realize they're eating. They think they're eating healthy. Right. But yep. it's like the hot springs. Perfect example. Right. I cannot go to the hot springs with my kids without having to get them a scoop of ice cream afterwards. Right. I know the ice cream because cheap. they do a dollar <laughs> for a ginormous yeah. scoop. I know. And I go a dollar. Please put that much in her cone because right. that's all my daughter will eat. No, they give it. It's but, huge. I know my kids got yep. ice cream over there. It was like you're part of the problem. Sarah. But for two yes. bucks, it was like the most enormous amount of I know. ice cream. You I can like, feed your whole family yeah, for this the two ridiculous. bucks. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Or yeah. like you go to the buffet. Mm-hmm. For 14 bucks, you can get as much food as you want. And for some people, that is their main meal of the day. Right. That's all they can afford, right? They yep. and and so people grow up with this, and then the food is toxic. It's got chemicals in it, it's got preservatives in it, it's got addictive stuff in it, so much salt, so much sugar. And and then weight just comes on for people. And sometimes right. they think, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I gaining weight? This box says organic. 
organic, organic right. processed food, organic sugar. And but at the same time, like that's why I'm saying is like we're seeing this increase because the pharmaceuticals, the food supply, right. every, our water supply, everything, just the plastics. Yeah. So what is one of the exercises one way to help get rid of it? And then sauna and people that are overweight and have joint issues and have an ability to start working out hard. Like you can get in a sauna. You can start that process right. using those heat shock proteins, right, to stimulate your body to start burning fat. And then in the fat tissue, you start releasing toxins. And part of the reason people feel so clear and they feel better too is not just either the dopamine or these um, heat shock proteins improving, you know, decreasing inflammatory cytokines or whatnot. It's because you're losing toxic stuff that you're being exposed to every single day. Right. And it's like... And uh, <clears throat> So many, you know, so many people and many of them need this kind of help are on antidepressants. And so like yesterday, I paid 15 bucks to work out at the gym, out at the hot springs. Yeah. And my wife's like, you're going to pay 15 bucks? I was like, it's a lot cheaper than antidepressants for the rest of my life. I was like, if I work out, I am good. Like I am good for the whole day. And I feel the same way with sauna and cold plunge. I'm good yeah. for the whole day. If if I go two or three days without doing those things, I am not good. And that's when I feel like I should take crazy pills. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm one of those people, though. It's like just 15 minutes. It could be 15 minutes of whatever. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, like I, I have a sister who's been struggling with weight for a long time. And I'm just always encouraging her, don't try to get there this week. Let's look at a one-year time mm -hmm. frame. In one year, what do you want to do in one year? Because it's just tiny, tiny, tiny little steps mm -hmm. of consistency. Just like you, when you were going to do the bodybuilding thing, yeah. it wasn't one month. It was six months of consistency. And every time you're consistent, you feel better and you want to do it a little longer, maybe right. a little harder. I mean, and the slow game is the way. It but is. But I see, so I see mainly middle-aged women and men, right? Right. But when you talk about women, so the big thing, the main reason women come in is either when their hormones start changing is they feel crazy. They're not liking their family. Right. They're not liking their husband. Everything's irritating them. They're having hot flashes and they're gaining weight. Mm. And they're like, I'm literally doing everything I was doing. I'm eating the same. I'm like exercising. I'm exercising more. I'm exercising more. And like I'm gaining weight. And this naturally happens because fat cells make estrogen. So the body knows you're losing estrogen. So it starts packing on fat. Uh. Right. And for women hip fat and butt fat is fine. That's not dangerous for the heart. That's actually right. healthy estrogen for women. But when women in middle age, they start getting it around the middle. A lot of that's cortisol and stress. So the conversation of stress comes up and who's not a middle-aged woman going through hormonal changes feels stressed about every single little thing right. and having hot flashes at the same time. And so the number one drug prescribed to these women is antidepressants because right. they help that temperature control in the brain. And then also if you're feeling irritable and depressed and you, you, you're like, okay, I need an antidepressant. Um, but it sounds counterintuitive when you're having hot flashes to go into a sauna, right. but we do know that using, um, hydrotherapy, hot and cold alternating, uh, therapy for women, you can, you can get through menopause so much easier right. because it helps to reset the hormonal balance in the brain. And so what I tell people is like, um, what I tell these women is, you know, instead of antidepressants, why don't we try you getting up in the morning and 
and like exercising or whatever, if you right. can, before you exercise, how about a cold shower mm -hmm. or if you have a cold plunge, right. do your cold plunge and then exercise a little bit, whatever that is. Menopausal women are different. Their requirements for what they can do, but like do that. And then sauna at night before bed, which right. sounds counterintuitive because most women are sweating their butts off at night when they're <laughs> sleeping. But you can also finish off that hot sauna at night with a cold shower right. or a cold plunge. And then you go to bed and you can reset that temperature regulator in your brain because of that serotonin screw up that's right. going on. And it's amazing too. It helps women lose weight. It helps them not be so irritated. Right. And that's one of the big reasons I was like... I need the sauna right now mm. because I'm going through menopause. Gotcha. And like I can, I have all these patients that for years I've been treating and I didn't understand it and now I understand it. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I will spend any amount of money right. so that I don't have to go on antidepressants. Yeah. You know, bioidentical hormones are a whole other conversation that I do tons of that with women. But it's like, what are all the natural ways in which you can improve your hormone status? Right. And get through menopause and make it so much easier for yourself so that when you get to the other side, like postmenopause is so much easier than like perimenopause. The 40s is brutal for women. Mm. Once you get through this stage, you feel so much better. But there's these natural ways that our ancestors were using, they've been using. Right. And then get your stress under control. And what helps stress better than exercise? exercise like you said, yeah. what's the best antidepressant and the best stress reliever is exercise right and so sauna kind of mimics exercise yeah, it does. Yep. right and that's why i feel like if you're a middle-aged woman and you do not have a sauna you need one yep if you understand how it feels like a luxury item because of the cost of so much yeah um but the convenience of having it in your home is huge for actually doing this. do you know what women spend to look beautiful yeah. It's like, what do men spend on hunting gear? Right. An enormous amount of money. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> and then they'll say to me, I can't afford, um, right. I can't afford that to take care of myself. And I'm like, uh, so how much did you spend <laughs> this year on a bow, a rifle, your sick cook jacket, <laughs> like whatever. Oh yeah. Well that's, you well, know. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. expensive. Yeah. Get your it's super expensive. And women will do that. And I think aesthetically, if they can lose weight and they can look better, great, they'll pay any amount of money. But Asana is kind of like, well, that seems like a luxury. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you're going to sweat, you're going to lose those toxins, right. the, those, those proteins that you're going to develop are going to help you feel better in your brain. Um, it's actually going to make exercise easier for you. It's going to make cold plunging more tolerable because you know, a lot of people are like, I'm not going to do that. But if you have a sauna, cold plunge is easy. Right. right. You can cold plunge easier. Exactly. You can the people that come into our studio and they're like, Oh my god, I can't get my cold plunge. They're they... the first ones to do it. Like I feel amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent of the time. That's yeah. the exciting thing about having the studio is, is watching other people's experience and what they've gained out of. You know, so there's the physical benefits, but the clarity, the calm, the reducing stress has been really cool to see how people's practice has mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I mean, if you don't have the money to have someone like you guys come in and build you a sauna, like you, if you have, if you're handy, like you are, you can build your own sauna yeah, you in your back. I've yeah. seen, I mean, that's what people do. You build a little shed right. in the back of your house and you, you can do it. Yeah. So like, but I would say if any men, cause most guys are listening to this hunters, that's mm -hmm. our demographic. They get your wife a sauna and she'll be way nicer to you.
Amen. That's, That's the truth. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> you, you'll get to go on so many hunting trips, Sam. Hey. Oh, he's yeah. like, I have it sounded. It's not exactly. working for me. What's going on? No, my. Uh, oh, my kids are excited. Yeah. My old youngest daughter oh, nice. yesterday. What are those guys doing in the basement, mom? I said, oh, they're putting a sauna in. Do we get to go in the sauna? Her and her little girlfriend. I was nice. like, yeah, Heck you guys yeah. can come in the sauna. So they're excited about it too. No, that'll be awesome. Yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of wives, I know your wife's probably sitting in the driveway. Yeah. Right they're, they're I saw them looking at your chickens and wandering oh, around the yard. Oh, they're wandering around. Okay. But yeah, we should probably wrap this All right. up and well, say hello. Um, so tell, give us your information real quick. So if people want a sauna, they can Fire contact away, Steve. you. Yeah. So uh, right now. Should be up in a couple of weeks. Okay. And that's going to be symmetrysauna.com. Okay. S Y M M E T R Y sauna.com. If they want to find us right away, we are Northwest Custom Sauna. Okay. Now, if you're in uh, North Idaho, you want to check us out in Coeur d'Alene, go to the Eat Praxia. So, right in downtown Coeur d'Alene, just get there and Google sauna. Yeah, yep. it's amazing. We did a whole yeah. We did a podcast when you guys launched the place. Right. That was the podcast, yeah. and then me and my friend Hannah came there, uh, yep. and we spent a day doing the cold plunge in the sauna right when you yeah, guys opened. You were I the mean, first we... people to ever sauna besides <laughs> us. Yeah, when we because it was a day or two before we were going to open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys were yeah. still doing, you were doing the pictures of yourself that day from the oh, website yeah, right. yeah. with the like sauna pictures. Cool. So yeah. Okay, great. Well, awesome. um, and then we'll give folks a code or something here. Yes. It'll be in the show notes. If Perfect. We will offer something if people want to discount a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Reach okay. Yeah. Reach out. We'll give you the, uh, the stealthy discount, stealthy discount. Yep. Okay. Well, we appre Perfect. I appreciate you guys coming all this way and I'm super excited to start sharing and Awesome. Start yeah. using it. and yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool. Thanks. Yay. Thanks, guys. All right. The Hunt Harvest Health Podcast and the Stealthy Hunter LLC, its managers and partners, we do not diagnose, prescribe, or replace the services of a healthcare professional. This podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any health condition or problem. And any questions regarding your health should be addressed to your primary care physician or other health care provider. Remember, I am a doctor.